Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad to have you today, and today I'm joined by Pastor Adrian Mills, lead pastor of Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg, and we also have a campus in East Rockingham in Elkton. Pastor Adrian, how are you doing today? Hey, good to be with you today, Grayson. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for being here, and today I have Pastor Adrian in to share from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, and Pastor Adrian recently shared on this passage in a men's Bible study that we had. And uh, I just thought it would be good for us to talk about on the broadcast today. So I'm just going to start out by reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. And uh, we're going to go from there. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemy but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be able to stand firm. So, Pastor Adrian, just uh, start out with any thoughts you have or how the Lord laid that passage on your mind for that particular morning that you shared in the men's Bible study. Yeah, Ephesians 6 is interesting. You're coming to the end of a letter, and I always think it's important when we read God's Word that we we start with context. So we believe the Word of God is alive and active, and it's speaking to us today, but we, we remember these words were originally written, not to us. They were supernaturally through, through God's provision for us today, but they're originally written um, to the church in Ephesus. And uh, it is kind of the conclusion. Paul's winding down the letter. And these are some of his final, you know, the, the passage begins finally. Um, so, so these are, you, you know, if you think of I'm writing to a friend, I'm, I'm writing really important truths, and you're really emphasizing something at the end, there's some extra importance there. There's some extra meaning. And um, really, the, a lot of times we think of Ephesians 6 and we think about fighting, <laughs> And we should, you know, the, the armor of, of God, and there's great, if you, if you read through the rest of the passage, it describes all of that, and I think that's that's good. But I think this passage for me is even more important because, well, a few things. Really, though, the highlight of this passage is that word stand. Right. Um, take your stand. And that uh, that Greek word means, it, it means to rise up, but to remain steadfast. And so that word, um, it's not the only place. I mean, Paul uses that term many times. Uh, we're, we're in the midst of a series, uh, finishing up a series but, uh, right before and during Lent on James. Uh, James uses that term also. So it's a biblical term that we see throughout the New Testament, this idea of, of standing. And so really that was kind of the focus for me is um, sometimes we want to fight. We want to do things. We want to fix things. Lord, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. And kind of the image here that Paul gives is stand, stand. Um, and so that's a powerful image um, for me. Well, Pastor Adrian, as you were sharing your thoughts on that, some of the thoughts that I had on stand, um, recently we did um, a testimony of a couple where the husband went through COVID 
and was in the hospital for like 50 days or 54 days or something and was on a ventilator part of that time. And the wife just talked about the two things in her life that she could always rely on is she liked to fix things and she liked to be in control of things. And she realized that in this situation, she couldn't fix it. She couldn't control it. And so she had to rely on God. She had to trust him. And kind of in a way, she just had to stand. And I think of the scripture verse that says, uh, you know, stand, you know, let the Lord fight for us. You're talking about, you know, we think of battle when we think of this passage of putting on the armor. But really, you know, we know that it's a spiritual battle that we fight. It's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. And so it's really not our battle. It's the Lord's battle. And uh, I think that's very powerful. And Maybe easier said than done because a lot of times we think we have to do something or we have to, but we're not alone. Right. And uh, recently in uh, life groups here at church, some of the groups are doing a study from Louis Giglio on not giving the enemy a seat at your table. Yeah. And uh, I think that's part of letting the Lord fight our battles too, focusing on him, not focusing on our enemy. I mean, we're aware of our enemy, but knowing that, the Lord is stronger yeah. and that he has already defeated the enemy. Yeah. I think so. the, the other part here that's pretty foundational in this text is Paul Paul really wants to make sure that these believers, the church, is aware of who the enemy is and who it isn't. And so I think that's really important because, you know, we, we feel, I don't have to tell you, you know, or anyone that we're in a battle. I mean, we feel that. Yeah. Um, believers feel that every, every day. We, we see a world that you know, feels... Yeah dark it feels hopeless we feel like we're in a battle but in ephesus there are people who had identified the wrong enemy they were fighting against one another in the church they were fighting uh or they thought they were battling against a political power a political authority and paul is challenging them and saying hey man that's that's not the enemy it's not you're fighting the wrong battle and there's some power in that too thinking about how much time and energy maybe believers spend fighting the wrong battles and um, maybe fighting battles that we don't have to fight because we can stand, but also we're doing war with, you know, we, you know, husbands and wives, they're fighting with each other, families, you know, political party, you know, you can, there's so many ways that you can frame that. But it's like if the enemy can have us focused on the wrong enemy, then we don't stand a chance. And I think that's powerful and everybody can kind of apply that in a different place in their life. And as you were saying that, I was thinking like, you know, the enemy's plan, the enemy doesn't maybe have a specific plan. His plan is just to get us distracted from God's plan from yeah. our life. And uh, if he can cause conflict in relationships or separate yeah. people in communities, or like you said, with all the things going on in this world, if he can cause us to have fear and anxiety yeah. of the future, yeah. you know, just different, whatever he can do to distract us from the Lord is his goal. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the challenge, though, with these words in Ephesians 6 is sometimes we like we like the idea of fighting. We like and we know that God's going to give us victory. But what happens? Uh, I, I kind of wrote this question down in my notes as I was studying this text. What happens when the Lord doesn't take your struggle away? What happens when you're praying and you're asking? You know, you gave the example of the wife having to sit by and watch her husband just battle with COVID. And, and I'm sure there were days where it felt like this isn't ending. This isn't getting better. What do you do with that? And so I think that's the power of Ephesians 6 in my mind is, you know, I, I think of the story of so many examples in Scripture, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where, um, yeah, I preached a message once that, that sometimes God rescues us from the fire, but sometimes he rescues us in the fire. You know, right, sometimes we're in right. it. And, 
you know, we, we can have, um, you know, Psalm 23, I walk through the valley. Right. You know, God right. doesn't rescue us from it. Right. We're in the middle of right. it, but he's with us. And so I, I kind of wrote that question because I feel like the message sometimes we want is, well, God will fix it. Or he'll deliver us. And, and look, there are so many things in my life God's delivered me from. I'm probably not even aware of things he saved me from, things that I never had to experience. But there are moments, and you know, some of you listening today, you're in the fire. You're in the, you're in the battle. And we can get a little bit thrown off because we're like, well, God, why didn't you save me? Why haven't you rescued me? Why did you allow this? But the power of Ephesians 6, 10 to 13 is stand. Right. Even in the battle, right. even in the fire, even when we don't, you know, and again, that the image of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was standing in the, but right. there was someone else in the fire, yeah. right? And so that's that's a powerful image. It doesn't always make us feel good in the moment because we want to, we want the battle to be over. We want to see victory. We want to, but I, I sense that kind of in, in Paul's words here is uh, even in, in, you know, he's saying after you've done everything else, stand. It, right. It's like, and um, I'm reminded so many passages this reminds me of, but I, I love that passage in Isaiah where it's, you know, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. And and sometimes that's the image we need. We want to soar, but we can't. <laughs> we want to run and we can't. It's just this, and it's using the imagery walking, but it's something so simple that we would be like. And, and I think sometimes standing like that is, um, you know, I, I wrote a few notes about it, but I wrote that we can't stand alone. And to me, that's this, I think this, requires something that that is strength beyond us. Yes, it's God's strength, but also um, strength of others around us. So we have to rely on his strength to stand. It's not us pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps and let me gut through it. And no, it's his power, but then also the power of community around us. Because that's the only way in the midst of the battle, you know, it's the only way through the battles of my life that I've been able to stand is through God's strength and his power, but then also the community of those around us, because that's that's why the enemy wants us to identify right. the wrong enemy. Because if if we get we can get isolated, if we can fight against each other, then we don't have the community that we need to stand. That's very powerful. Yeah, the enemy wants to isolate us. He right. wants to make us feel like we're alone. Nobody will understand us. Right. You know, we'll be rejected if we share maybe the things we're struggling with. But that's just not true. Right. Uh, everybody has struggles and. Uh, Christian community is very important, you know, whether it be in prayer or studying God's word or lifting each other up, encouraging each other. That's what God wants us to do is rely. You know, obviously he wants us to come to him, but he also wants us to be in Christian community. Also, as you were talking about Psalm 23 says, Yea, though we come through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. You said sometimes he delivers us from things, certainly, right. but sometimes he doesn't. It's like Paul talks about in the Bible, the thorn in the flesh. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. he gives us the power to endure the suffering or the power. At some point, we will be delivered, right. uh, yeah. if not here on earth, in heaven one day. If we uh, run the race, as Paul also talks about in the Bible, yeah. um, and you were talking about if we can't run, walk. Right. If we can't soar, yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. It's like and sometimes we may even feel like we have to crawl. Right. Yeah, and that's the image I get of standing. The other, the other note I made um, as I was just looking through this passage is like I think standing can't happen alone, but I also think standing always involves sacrifice. There's always suffering involved, and we. We don't like talking about that as believers suffering. 
We know that it's a reality here on this earth. We know that Jesus suffered. Um, we know that we don't suffer alone. But I, I had this image I shared um, about my grandma. When I think of standing, I think of the most powerful <laughs> image of physical standing I've ever seen. So um, I've shared before, but um, they were in a really serious car accident when I was like eight years old. And um, my grandfather was in a coma. But my grandmother, they were hit head on by a driver that came across the median on the highway and going like 55 miles an hour. They, they were hit head on and then the car behind them collided. So their, their car was sandwiched. And my grandma's feet in the floorboard were completely crushed. And so she was she was told, you know, you're never going to walk again. And she just really had the faith to believe, well, that's up to the Lord. You know, I know that's what the scans say. And thank you, doctor. But I believe the Lord. And so she just had, I think, and again, I was eight, nine years old. And I just thought this was normal. But she wanted to take her first steps standing and to do it in front of the church, she just wanted God to get glory. And I, again, I, I think as a kid, I just thought like, well, this is what everyone does. But I remember, I don't remember a whole lot, but I remember that day, that moment being in the church. We have some pictures of it, but being there in church and she, you know, got up front in her wheelchair and she, she stood, you know, and that was just a powerful image in my mind of standing. But I think I tell that story because I think for us, when we hear about, when we're reading about, when we're thinking about Paul's idea of standing, there's going to be pain in it. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be, you know, my grandma went through hours and hours and hours of physical therapy just to stand in that right. moment, right? Yeah. And I just think of, for us, that um, the, the suffering, the, the, the standing, it will be out of pain. It will be out of heartache. It might be, you know, we don't really feel like doing this, but we're going to do it. You know, Jesus said that, that we lay down our life for our friends, for those. That That's the example of love. And so I think... Sometimes that means something heroic and, and everybody sees it and everybody, but sometimes that's the, you know, the father at home that's going to continue to be faithful and love his wife and have integrity in his marriage. Um, that's going to be the friend that doesn't give up even when it's, you know, I, there's so many examples of that in our, like today, I think there's moments where it's not going to make a headline and nobody's going to see it and Nobody's gonna, you know, stand up and applaud and but but that's what it means to stand when you want when you run a run, when you're tempted to give into sin, when you're you, you just you feel like giving up and you don't. I just that's the image I get of this idea of of stand. Um it's, it's gonna be painful, it's gonna involve sacrifice, but I think that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah. Sometimes if everything's going good, we might think you know, it's us or that we don't need God and that's not true. Obviously we need him in the good time and the bad. Sometimes the suffering, the pain, is when we tend to run to him the quickest. Because whatever we're doing, whether we're trying to control things or fix things, it's not working. And so, I mean, obviously we know that we need to trust him in every area of our life and that without him we are nothing and we wouldn't be here. But sometimes it takes the suffering and the pain for us to realize that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not it's not fun and we're not grateful, but that's, that's what it means to stand. That's what it means to stand. I... I also think that, um, you know, I think we're living in a day where <laughs> that real, genuine, you know, love, and when I say that, I mean, you know, God's God's love in us, his perfect love. I think there's never been a greater absence of that than today. I, I, I think people are hungrier for genuine, real, authentic love um, more than ever before. And so I also wonder, like, what, yeah, what does that mean when we think of this idea to stand? To stand, and it might mean, yeah, loving someone, um, a neighbor, somebody who, again, I think in Paul's context, it would be somebody that you've mislabeled as the enemy, 
So somebody that doesn't look like you or believe what you believe or maybe the the world would define as your enemy, but but to love them in in such a way, I think that's what it means to stand uh, in, in his strength and his power. I think that's that's just a powerful image to me and, and one that I think, especially as believers, like we need to lean into and say, wow, how can can God's extravagant love, you know, we're, we're moving into this Lent season towards Easter and we get to, to see and, you know, celebrate and remember the most generous act of love ever in human history. But what does that mean to us? And how do we not just remember that, but also identify with that in our lives? What does that look like to, and again, that's his love in our hearts. It's not us trying to manufacture that, but um, I think that's what it means to stand. I, I think that's what it means in 2022 to be men and women of God that stand by showing his love instead of instead of showing division and divisiveness, instead of being petty, instead of cowering in fear, instead of choosing to just always believe the negative things that we're seeing but but instead say by god's grace i'm going to stand and i'm going to love i'm going to love you even when it's hard i'm going to love you even when i don't agree with you i'm going to love you and that doesn't mean that we don't believe truth it doesn't mean that we just justify sin but it means that we're also not gonna um we're not gonna allow the enemy um to have us pointed at the wrong you know we know there's an enemy and there's a spirit of the enemy that wants to steal kill and destroy but but we're going to stand on god's truth and we're we're going to love with his love and i just think there's a world that's so hungry for that i I don't think they understand it i think it confuses them but when they experience that genuine love i think they're hungry for that i really think it can change um the world around us right Pastor Adrian, well, that example you gave of your grandmother is just powerful. And I've heard, you know, the story about your grandparents uh, surviving the car accident when your grandmother was never supposed to walk again. And your grandfather, they thought he was dead. Right. They both lived through that. And the faith of your grandmother in that situation kind of like but God, like, yeah, this is what the doctors are saying, but I have faith that the Lord can heal me. And we know he's a great physician. And sometimes we can't always see but that's part of standing too, I think, is trusting him in the midst of the storm. It doesn't, like we said earlier, doesn't mean he'll take away the suffering or he'll take away the storm. He might, and that's great. And you were talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego earlier. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, we know that our Lord can deliver us, but even if he doesn't, yeah. even yeah. if he doesn't, we will not bow down to your idols. We'll stand even if he doesn't deliver us. Yeah, and I kind of see that as... Yeah, there in Daniel 3, um, he says, you know, the God we serve is able and he will deliver us. But if he does not, it's almost like they're saying, like, we know God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't do it in the way that we think he will, even if this doesn't work out how we think it should. Yeah, I I don't know. It just seems I think that's a powerful prayer for us. I think we can all relate to that today. There's circumstances, um, there's frustrations, there's relationships that are. And I think faith says um, the God we serve is able. He will deliver us. And, you know, even if even if he doesn't in the way that I'm asking, even if he doesn't do, you know, um, I'm still going to trust him. That's what standing is. It's it's this, God, I don't understand and I don't I don't see and, and I, I have the faith to believe. And even if you're not going to come through the way that I'm I'm asking you to, I'm, I'm still going to trust. I, I think it's just yeah. powerful. Yeah. And as you were talking about, you know, they were saying, you know, he's going to deliver us. It might not be in the way we think. Like, right. even if they burned up, then they knew they were going to be in heaven yep. with him, even if God didn't deliver them from the fiery right. furnace. Right. 
You know, I think uh, now some of what we're saying, obviously, it's easier said than done. We're not saying it's going to be easy. You know, we all will have trials in this life. We're promised that. But we also know that the Lord says, I've overcome the world. So we can take hope in that and knowing that he's with us and he's within us. We just need to trust in him, go to him in prayer and lean on Christian community and know that he's our strength. And like you were saying, like the enemy wants us to think, you know, people are our enemy. But the word tells us we don't struggle against flesh and blood. You know, people are not our enemies. The devil is our enemy. Yeah, and that's that's powerful today because I think this is something we can all do in in God's strength. Uh, We can stand. Um, maybe I, I've had some circumstances in my life personally over the last couple of years that have felt overwhelming at times. And I want to fix things. I want to do something about it. And I get overwhelmed feeling like I need to do well. I should do this. I should. And oftentimes um, I'll just ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I'm surprised how often his response is much simpler than I thought. Now, sometimes the Lord could say, well, you need to call and you need to sit down. You have a conversation. You need to seek forgiveness. You need to reconcile. And those are good. But sometimes, especially in some of these relationships, I sense the Lord just saying, um, stand, send a text. Simple things. Uh, let that person know you love them today. Just listen. It's just simple things that I think, and that's sometimes that's this image of stand too, is it's it's not the big thing. It's not the extreme thing. It's not. It might be, but sometimes it's, Trust me enough to just keep showing up. Be faithful. Um, do the simple things I'm asking you to do and stand. So I think that that's hopefully encouraging to other people that maybe feel like they're in the midst. Sometimes when we ask the Lord what does he want us to do, his response can be pretty simple. Uh, keep trusting me and stand. Well, Pastor Adrian, as you were talking about you know, personal examples in your own life of how the Lord has told you to stand and how it wasn't necessarily that you said it was simpler than what you thought it would be, you know, I think about my own life. A lot of times it's easy to get overwhelmed by the future or the big picture. I tell people the way the Lord has worked in my life is just take the next step. Yeah, well, what's the good. next step? Right. Like as opposed to big picture, well, what's the, you know, what's something that I can do today or what's yeah. the next step and just take that next step. So kind of like if you're going up a staircase, just taking that next yeah. step. Maybe you can't see the top of the staircase or the bottom of the staircase, right. but just taking the next step and trusting him to lead, guide, and direct our steps, our path. Yeah, that's a powerful truth. And there's there's a lot of hope in that when we feel overwhelmed by all the, th- you know, is, is take the next step. And uh, also on this conversation of stand, I think of an example in the Bible of Moses when they're in battle and he's standing and he has his arms lifted right. and this battle is going on longer and longer and he's getting tired and he has Aaron and the priests holding up his arms right. and that goes back to community and relying on each other sometimes we need each other to help stand in certain times or maybe we need to help others stand at yeah. certain times so that's the part of Christian community too the picture I get yeah, I, I really believe more and more in my life that when the Lord delivers us, when he brings us through, when he helps us just a victory, I almost believe now it's never just for us. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, the Lord loves us enough that he, he does it. But I was thinking of this question too, like how have some of the negative things in your life worked out for God's glory? And in my life, the three or four most transformational moments, you know, have also been three of the four most painful things. And that's it's not exciting to think of it that way, but it's also true that God's used that. And so I just think maybe you find yourself in a lot of, maybe you find yourself today in the midst of a storm and that message stand is very personal to you because it's the one thing you can do. Okay. With God's help. Maybe you find yourself in a place where God has brought you through some things, but the message for you is 
how, how can you help others stand? How could you, you know, lift Moses's arms like that analogy? And um, because the Lord um, will always use your story, He'll always use the battle that you've been through to encourage and support others. And so I think, how can we use those things that God has done to bring hope to others? We, we, that's our mission statement here. Right. We talk about being transformed by God to bring hope um, to others. And so God wants to use that. And sometimes it's even while we're in the battle, hey, I'm in that battle too, let's stand together. And But sometimes it's like, well, let me tell you how God, uh, he, he didn't really answer like I thought. He didn't necessarily, wasn't my timeline, but that gives other people the courage, the strength to stand. And as you were talking about our mission statement, transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ, I was thinking about how he transforms us in the battle. Right. And it's not just to bring hope to ourselves, but it's to share that hope to right. others. And that hope is in God's Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Pastor Adrian, thank you for joining with me and sharing today. Uh, just any other final thoughts that you have on this passage or maybe some other passages that came to your mind as you were doing this study? And after that, if you don't mind just uh, closing in prayer, just praying that we will yeah. uh, know that we have the strength through Christ to stand even in the difficult times. Yeah, well, I, I would just encourage you uh, today to know that um, God is, first of all, he's for you. And so that, you know, that doesn't always feel true. Um, and I'm just going to admit that. I know it's true because I know I, I've seen it in my life. I see it in God's word. It doesn't always feel true, but God's God's uh, for you. I love that we also know God's with you. We have the power to stand because we know that God's with us. And that's what, the, you know, the life of Jesus shows us. God, God's not a God that's just far off and distant, but he came to be with us. But the beautiful reality, too, of Scripture is that God God's in us. <laughs> I love that, that, that. We see that at Pentecost and, and you know, Jesus ascended back up to the father but he's like it's it's good for you it's good for you that i have to leave because i get to give you my spirit my holy spirit comes and that's the deposit so it's not just that god is in us now but it's the promise that he's going to return and so um that brings me a lot of hope too because these are difficult days we're living in these are challenging days many people listening today are facing hard moments and hard days and you know it's one thing to say well trust god we'll stand but um just know today that god is for you God is with you and God God can live in you today. Yes. He can his spirit yes. can walk with you. Yes. And so you I don't know what to pray. Man, his spirit's with you. Right. I, I don't know what to think right now. I, his spirit's with you. I, I don't know what to do today. I don't his spirit's with you. You never have to walk uh, a moment alone. And so I pray that that gives anyone listening today incredible, incredible courage. Um, so let me pray. God, um, I pray today for the one who is is frustrated and weary. I pray that you will give them the power today to stand. Pray for the one that uh, is battling because they want to fix things. They want to find the answers. They want to solve it. They want to figure it out. God, I pray that you would give them the wisdom, power to stand. Um, I pray for uh, the one who you, you have been walking with them and you've been faithful, and but now you want to um, use them to show up in someone else's life. You're going to give them the ability to allow someone else to stand because they're weary on their own, but with their strength. They're going to help lift the arms of someone else, Lord. Um, this is a powerful truth for us today that we can use in our lives and we can also use to bring hope to others. And God, we're living in a world that desperately needs to see your love, to experience your love. And so we, Lord, we need and we want to experience your healing and your touch in our lives, but we also desperately want to share that with the world around us. May we never hoard your blessings for ourselves. May we never just keep the good things that you've done and that you're doing for ourselves, God. Um, you love us and you do those things for us. 
but you also desire that we would share those things with others. And so may we do that. Open our eyes to people around us that are hurting. Help us to see people around us. They're not the enemy. Um, and help us find ways to stand with others. Not try to fix things. Not try to say, well, let me tell you the right. No, but just say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to stand with you. Uh, I'm going to trust God. God will do it. He will do it. He will show up. So thank you that you're, uh, you're God that's for us and you're God that's with us. And you're even God that wants to live in us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just uh, before we close, I have two final thoughts um, that the Lord kind of gave me as you were talking, Pastor Adrian. You're talking about sometimes we feel like we can't stand or we don't know what to pray for. And one yeah. time I remember something, Dad... He asked my grandmother, who's a great woman of prayer, he said, what do you do when you can't pray? And she said, oh, that's easy, Carrie. Just trust. Mm -hmm. So when you feel like you can't pray, trust. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray. And uh, we started out uh, reading uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. But I just want to close by reading verses 14 and 15. Verse 15 was actually one of the verses today, um, verse of the day as I was reading. Mm -hmm. But verse 14 and 15 of Ephesians 6. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. And uh, Pastor Adrian, just uh, thank you for joining me today and uh, for sharing with us. Um, it's brought hope to my life. I know it's brought hope to those listening. Yeah. If you're listening today, I know that you are loved. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've heard Pastor Adrian and I talk and share about Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.